0: Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast Podcast. Today's tip is about how to quit the snooze button. When it comes to how we spend time, I think the snooze button is one of the most unfortunate inventions ever created. That's not because I think everyone should get up at the crack of dawn to run marathons or anything like that. I think snoozing is bad because I love my sleep. I love deep, dream-inducing Brain restoring sleep. Sleeping in nine minute increments, on the other hand, is the worst of all worlds. You're not getting up and starting your day, but you're not enjoying deep sleep either. That said, like many evil things, the snooze button is very tempting. I'm not a big snoozer myself, partly because I have a lot of young children. They don't come with snooze buttons. But I've studied thousands of time logs over the years, and I know a lot of people hit snooze. Out of habit. It's not uncommon to spend half an hour or more each weekday morning in this half-asleep state. That's too bad, because hitting snooze repeatedly amounts to starting each day with an argument that you're going to lose. Eventually, you are going to get out of bed. It seems more efficient to just get up once and be done with it. So if you'd like to quit the snooze button habit, I've seen a few things work for other people. My first suggestion is just to be honest with yourself. Be honest about the time you intend to get out of bed. Rather than setting your alarm for 5.45 a.m. and then snoozing until 6.30, set your alarm for 6.30. Do this even if you have to be out at the door for work 10 minutes later. Yes, you'll be late, but in the snoozing world, you are late too. In the non-snoozing world, you'll have gotten 45 more minutes of amazing sleep. Ideally, That will make you well-rested enough to solve whatever problems your tardiness caused. Second, don't rely on willpower. Change your environment instead. Try getting an old-fashioned alarm clock that has to be physically reset. Or, even if you plan to use your phone, put it on the other side of your bedroom. By the time you're out of bed, getting back in seems more consequential than just rolling over. You might even put a coffee maker in your room, just like... There are coffee makers in hotel rooms. And program it to have a cup brewed at the time you wake up. Third, plan something fun for your morning. We'll talk a lot about morning routines on Before Breakfast, but I think the best way to think about it is this. If you celebrate Christmas, you know that kids don't hit snooze on Christmas morning. This past year, even my 11-year-old was out of bed at 5.45 a.m., This is a child that I have to rouse with some effort on weekdays at 7.15, normally. He was just so excited about the day to come. I know every morning can't be a holiday, but what would make you genuinely excited to get out of bed? Maybe it's meeting a friend for a run, or getting some quiet reading or writing time in before everyone else in your family gets up. Excitement makes snoozing less tempting. And you know what else makes snoozing less tempting? Getting enough sleep. The whole snooze button issue becomes less relevant if you naturally wake up before your alarm. I promise it's not impossible. In an upcoming episode, I'll share some tips for getting to bed on time so you can wake up on time, ready to take on the world. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening, and here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. Got a tip or a question? You can share them with me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Before breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast P-O-D. You can also email me at BeforeBreakfastPodcast at iheartmedia.com. For the email, just spell those words out. I look forward to connecting and learning how you make the most of your time.